0: Welcome back to the Youth and Policy Podcast. My name is Ben Kraus. I'm joined here with Brent. How are you doing today, Brent? I'm, I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing That's absolutely fantastic. It's good to, good to uh, So today we are going to be talking about the gold standard, and I know a lot of our viewers probably do not know what the the gold standard is. So do you want to give a, a brief explanation then we can dive more into to what the gold standard is?
1: Uh, Yeah. So, uh, put simply, it's basically that instead of having this money system, money supply that is completely backed by nothing, where the uh, right now we have the Federal Reserve, where they cannot just print money. Um, It really helps with inflation. But, anyways, so it's a commodity-backed currency. Usually, it's gold throughout history. Gold has always been kind of the main uh, product used for it. You can use silver. Uh, That's happened a few times. Copper, bronze, but gold is usually the one that maintains its value and is commonly used throughout history. And the, the, the goal would not just be these, these dollars where you can only have a set amount of dollars for the amount of gold that you have in reserve at these banks. What it would be is that you would actually have uh, gold coins in circulation that are used in their weight rather than like $1 would be 10 ounces of gold hmm mm-hmm.
0: and, and what would the, the benefits of going on to a gold standard
1: rather than what we have right now with Federal Reserve, what, what would be the benefits? Um, so, so me, I'm, I'm a free banker, and so I, I'm definitely staunchly against the Federal Reserve, which is a central bank, and kind of not to go too much into the uh, Austrian theory of the boom-bust cycle, but basically when you have the central government bank, they will make purchases – with with no money. They just kind of make a credit. It's like a check, basically. And they will give these checks out to businesses for buying these large liquid assets. And then it is forced for these banks to come up with this money. And so it causes inflation. But without that, without the gold standard, they cannot do that. And so it greatly reduces inflation and reduces the drastic effects of depressions and recessions.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good time to note that Brent is also an ANCAP and he believes in in free markets and all that. Mm So, um, dude, do do you see that? That's actually a good question. Do you, do you see, um, if there, if there goes back to a freer market, do you think we should adopt a gold standard? Do you think that'd be more Uh, beneficial to a freer market?
1: 100%. I think that, or actually a more plausible way of avoiding the government entirely as kind of an agorist approach instead of trying to use the government to get rid of the government, which is a really kind of, it's, it's playing fire with fire, you know? Um, what would happen is a cryptocurrency, which I don't know a lot about, but I think the gold standard would be my ideal system to work back to.
0: So we used to be on the gold standard, correct? Yes, up until 1933. Do you, do you have any any statistics uh, or anything when we were on the gold standard? Like um, how, was our, how was our economy
1: doing? Uh, well, you, you could say you could bring up all these different recessions, uh, mainly during wartime. That you could say, oh, this was the cause of the gold standard. But actually, during most of these, like the Panic of 1819, Panic of 1827, they happened because of the complete neglect of the gold standard. Uh, It's mainly due to uh, war bonds and issuing out fiduciary media that the government did not have at the time, which, again, is just not compatible with the gold standard. So it was just the neglect of the gold standard that would basically cause those events.
0: And so you, you said that we had the gold standard until the point of 1933. Yes. Uh, what Was there like a pivotal moment that they were like, we are not going to be on the gold standard anymore? Or did it just kind of like, it did just happen? And, and uh, do, you know, do you know why? If you can just give like a short little
1: his, uh, history lesson. It was uh, kind of right before World War II. And so there was these building tensions and we kind of were building up to it. It was actually 1932 where it was made uh illegal to hold uh gold as a kind of a trade commodity, like I couldn't pay someone in gold as where you could before but uh it was it was in April nineteen thirty two where uh where like technically yeah we got off the commercial uh, gold standard, but you were still able uh we were forced to be able to allow these uh foreign businesses and foreign countries to uh, pay off their bonds that we gave with them, or yeah, we paid them in bonds, and basically they could uh, get their money in gold. But then in 1933, that's when we ended it, and it's kind of
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, do you, do you see our economy now having a direct, like a from a direct correlation from getting off the gold standard? Do you think we instantly or kind of gradually? are worse off because of our abandonment of
1: the gold standard. Oh, definitely. Because, like, the, the business cycle is aggregated by massive disruption in the market of investment, which is really influenced by the gold standard as it is a commodity itself that is traded, bought, and sold, and uh, supplies interest. And we've actually seen historically that deflation as well as inflation has been much better managed under the gold standard as we saw during the uh, Fiat Standard War of 1837 to thir- 1839, as contrast to the gold standard period from 1879 to
0: 1896. Do, do we see any countries now still holding on to this gold standard, or has every uh, country kind of westernized into the American
1: kind of economic system? Uh, they're, they're all fiat. They're what? Fiat. That, that's, a, that's kind of a greenback dollar. That just means that's what we have where it's not backed by a commodity.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see America in the future going back to a gold standard and how 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 could we how could we achieve
1: that? And how and why should we why should we do that? Um we'll start off kind of with uh why is that you kind of suffer from lower interest, not suffer, I should say. It's a result of uh you get lower interest rates and increased savings and Something that people try to act like prices are completely rigid, which they aren't in a genuine free market. But you actually get really close to rigid prices, which is a good thing, uh, in, with the gold standard. And it's, it's not exactly uh, super easy to attain, which is why I think that cryptocurrency would be a better option for a realistic course of action. But uh, what we would have to do is that basically when you make a deposit, uh, these banks would have these reserves that uh, they had purchased in gold. Usually it's in like metric tons. But uh, so when they receive these deposits of cash, they would have to destroy that currency. And if you withdrew it, it would be in gold or a gold bag dollar at least. So basically, if I'm understanding this
0: correctly, we would basically slowly gradually move into the gold standard by banks now giving out gold instead of paper currency. Mm-hmm. And it would
1: have to well you could say like a paper currency where you would have this this uh this $20 bill which is worth x amount of gold but or it could be actual gold coins.
0: But yes. Yeah. So now that we've gone through the the positive outlooks on on the gold standard our, Are there any popular, maybe you think, misconceptions or popular kind of people trying to shed negative light on the gold standard? What are some popular talking points that people use?
1: Um, So it's actually uh, usually there's like the common objection that there isn't enough gold, uh, which kind of assumes that the present exchange ratio or a lower ratio between the weight of gold and the greenback is the exchange ratio that must reveal. Uh, prevail in a gold standard and doubling the exchange ratio for example doubles the money supply and lower prices under a gold standard eliminate the the necessity of large sums say that you buy a hundred dollar suit for 20 gold dollars Uh and and do people
0: is is it is it a common argument to to still this day Uh, look back at the recessions that we had on the gold standard and still uh, attribute it to
1: being on the gold standard? Um, uh, Most uh, kind of financial Keynesians will argue so, but it's definitely a heated debate because you have, again, like I said, just the complete neglect of the gold standard, which I believe is actually the source of those recessions. Um, A a large misconception is that the recessions, like the boom-bust cycle, is something that can be avoided, which it it, it can't really. Being one hundred percent honest, but that sounds like a bad thing. When it's just something that will happen, it's not something that happens periodically, but it is reoccurring. But what we can do is greatly reduce its negative effects.
0: Uh huh. And I I guess I'd ask ask another question. Do do you see America adopting a gold standard? Do you think that they? This will be a path that they want to go down or a path that they will go down.
1: Knowing our large government size, I don't think that it's exactly in their best interest to move to there. But I also personally do not think that the government's best interests are the people's best interests, um, which is why I hold kind of the more libertarian views that I do. Um, But I would I would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen in the immediate future now. So
0: you said large, does a gold standard, would it not, would it still prosper under a large government, or is it the fact that it won't benefit a large government?
1: It it would not benefit a large government, which is exactly why they wouldn't do it, and is why they would kind of give resistance to it. Um, the, the most simply put, it's the fact that a government cannot create gold, and that is why they're against it because they cannot control the money supply as the federal reserve kind of have those, kind of has a monopoly on printing currency yeah no that that's actually an interesting do you want to go a little bit more more in
0: depth for the viewers on that because that that is a really interesting thing to talk about
1: um like what what specifically exactly like i i guess
0: how you were basically just the basic premise that The government cannot create gold, but the government can create money. Like, why why is it beneficial for the government to have the power to uh, to create money?
1: Um. So, so a common argument is that um, when a boom happens, so when interest rates are uh, lowering, so consumer prices are lowering while interest rates are rising, right? And so, eventually, that'll fall. But then you have this whole thing called stagflation. It's, it's, it's really complicated, and I don't think that we're going to have time to really get into that. But basically the government uh, – well, actually, certain branches of economic thought think that um, in order to avoid this, one should be – that the government should tax in order to reduce consumption. Um, and then they think that they should inject money into the economy uh, when it's a vice versa situation to increase consumption, which uh, doesn't really account for if there's actually inflation happening, which there is with the Federal Reserve. Um, as again, uh, they will purchase liquid assets. And by doing that, uh, these private banks have to uh, sort of fill a requirement of a ratio of how much the Federal Federal Reserve issued in usually banknotes um, and just kind of checks uh, in fiscal dollars.
0: Yeah. So then, yeah, no, that, that, that's just a lot to take. And I'm trying to, uh, mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's a, it's a dense topic.
0: Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to understand
1: it so I can ask this next question. Um, so basically it, it removes the ability for the government to just spend whatever it wants with no liability. So basically in, in, in my words, or,
0: or I'll I'll give a a real world example. It's basically saying giving a little kid, and and by no means am I am I saying the, the government is a little kid. Um, the the little kid is now getting cut off from being able to buy whatever they want at a candy store.
1: Yeah, sort of. So, um, if the Federal Reserve, um, or I'll just call them the Fed, um, so say they buy a a calculator that costs ten dollars, right? Yeah. Now, um they're they're not doing that with real money, right They're, they're writing a checkout for ten dollars wow. since they are the issuers of money, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to just hand out credit right? But yeah. then when that company wants to cash in that check, the government does or the, this private, oh, the private bank that is trying to uh issue out this money. They don't have anything to back that. So they have to actually come up with this money, usually through interest rates. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that, that that's a super interesting topic. Of course, I don't think we're going to go way more in depth um, right now because I think that would take way too long and I would be absolutely brain fried at the end. <laughs> but um, that's some interesting stuff right there. But um, so I don't know how how much you know of other countries, but are there any other countries that maybe have a smaller government or are leaning towards a smaller government that are looking forward like looking forward into the future, they they might be leading towards this gold court currency or this gold standard or like you said earlier, a cryptocurrency standard.
1: Um not that I know of, but I I I could be wrong. There could be, but as far as I'm concerned there's not, sadly.
0: Awesome, and and you don't you don't know much about would the
1: cryptocurrency just be the gold? It 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 wouldn't be issued by a government, which it's it's a private currency, which is a whole other topic of like competing currencies. Uh which is is kind of the idea of a free market of like competition. Competition would still pertain to currencies. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know nearly enough about currencies. And we'll yeah, we we, we could 20. we could
0: go on we could go on like a a fifty minute just tangent just talking about currencies oh, but easy. um but yeah i I don't think I have any more questions for you if there anything else you want to talk about the gold standard, please be my guest um i could I could talk
1: a little bit more about like the why if you want yeah sure go for it and and actually a history thing, so uh whenever you hear central bank, that usually means like the fed. It's a kind of a government bank. Um, But what most people don't know is that we had a central, actually, we're doing like little air quotes, central bank. It was called the Suffolk Bank. And it, uh, actually, okay, so there's a lot of nuance to this. So there was this American private bank that brought a lot of order and convenience to the myriad of privately issued banknotes. And so the bank, it it kept other businesses honest, making the New England and Ireland per se, of like monetary stability. And before it was established, banknotes issued by Boston banks were accepted in Boston at per value, which accounted for some faraway banks that issue far more notes than they had to gold, which is kind of like what the Fed is doing, but in relation to a gold standard uh, to to back them, those banknotes. And the state chartered banks were... Even farther away, and at the time, impeded both general knowledge of their solvency and easy access, which, in uh, just kind of bringing notes in for redemption into gold and silver, so it it helped a lot. So that's just kind of a case for private banks with a gold standard, and uh, kind of more into a, a why thing is increased savings, which is a huge thing I think in the boom bust cycle of. Uh, depressions and recessions and the boom that leads up to them is savings because consumers have this um, it's it's not like an inelastic ratio it's, it's kind of more subjective but there definitely is an average and so you have uh, savings and spending ratios and that's kind of what I don't like about uh, some more monetary theory is that it interrupts this uh, savings and uh, savings and spendings ratio, and so when you have uh, these prices going down and these wages going up, right? Uh, it's not going to be like they're saving the same amount and spending the same amount. This ratio will change, but once it kind of flattens out, it's it's going to come back. It's going to level out. But if there's a crash, it's going to make everything worse because they don't are they aren't saving and spending the amount they did before, and so. Something that I support is that with the gold standard, there are increased savings, and when a currency depreciates, the logical incentive to save just decreases like nobody's business. Uh, because when you think about it, getting uh, it, so say you deposited one dollar with interest rates, right? Getting a dollar and three cents is better than getting ninety-four cents uh, for each dollar you save, right? And yeah. so, and then you have a revival of long-term financing. And only with a currency that is guaranteed not to depreciate will there ever be and once again have low long term interest rates and interest rates are everything. they're the lifeblood of the market
0: again, a lot a lot to take in, but you did very uh, well explaining it i I sure hope so <laughs> if uh, here here here's one thing uh you did a great job explaining it, but for anybody that wants to know maybe a little bit more in depth or, uh, maybe even more simplistic terms. Um, are there any maybe videos or, or books? I know there are probably very high level books, but, um, are there any maybe entry level videos, books, uh, articles stuff that they can read at home to get more into the, the gold, gold standard,
1: um, to get into the kind of gold standard, uh, relation to banking and the business cycle, I would definitely recommend For New Liberty by Murray Rothbard. Most capitalists uh, aren't full reserve bankers, but I think it's definitely really compatible with the gold standard, which is something that I support. And it definitely gives a good explanation of the business cycle. Um, there's a lot. Um, actually, I don't know why I didn't think of this. The number one book, which is literally just about the gold standard is the case for gold by Ron Paul. That is the Case for Gold. That is the Bible of the Gold Standard. The Bible of the Gold Standard. Exactly.
0: Gotta love it. Well, do you wanna do you wanna plug your TikTok
1: before I before I plug uh close this out? Yeah, sure. Um Profit underscore Ostro. Um I'm trying to post more with more educational videos, so definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, you're right around like almost i i don't want to get the number wrong so what, what are you almost at i'm at 45k right now. 45k 45k awesome awesome well thank you for joining us today brent it's really been a pleasure talking about the gold standard
1: thank you for listening to today's episode If you enjoyed this episode and would like to continue to support us, you can do so by checking out our Instagram pages at at youthinpolicy and at watchverbum. You can also look at our website at www.yipinstitute.com. Make sure to follow our page as we upload weekly. Have a great day.